Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. But their children were saved, and their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much, and may God bless America. May God bless America. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another live stream and another week of episodes from Public Access America. My name is Jason. We're just waiting for Jeffrey. Hey, if you want to create a podcast and build your audience while earning incentives, Red Circle might be the way to do that. You can also find Public Access America there, where we have a stream of episodes that's endless. We are reaching our 700th episode. We're about five, six episodes away from it. So that's kind of exciting to me. I love this chance to do a little house cleaning. Hey, there's an episode of Inspirations Beyond Disabilities coming out this Sunday at midnight. Check that out. Kai, Jay, and Shai join us to do just a, a music episode. And it's a lot about it, a lot about how they discovered it, uh, instruments, production. It's a great one. And here's Jeffrey. So we're just going to let him in and say hi to Jeffrey. He's had a tough week, so bear with him. He is an amazing guy, but the stresses of the week can get to all of us. So let's be patient with Jeffrey and say hi. Be patient with me. Man, nobody's ever done that. You, I was just saying you had a tough week, you know, the stressors of the week can get to anybody, especially, I mean, by and large, leaving the world behind, just trying to survive in the world can be a stressor. It's been a stressful week. Oh so. yeah. Hi, you know, it, it was a stressful week, but you know, I will caveat that, you know, the, the stress of the week that I had to go through, I would say mm. is, is necessary in making sure that the job that I do, uh, keeps people's assets safe and so i love that the right people the mm-hmm. right people the that's right what people. matters the people that are important <laughs> yep but there is so much going on jeffrey and mm-hmm. i wanted to start with of course the obvious one and get it out of the way but i wanted to bring a new perspective to it yeah i didn't <clears throat> watch it i forgot about it until this morning when i saw it uh posted up as a news story dozens of demonstrators attended the dc rally and it makes me wonder jeffrey is being a trump fan uh political or is it an identity you know what i mean i would argue that it's become identity politics you know and and it's it's funny because it's the same group of people who have railed against identity politics that have now embraced identity politics it's weird right it's but it i guess it's uh, life imitating bad art or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, it's like when you, it's like when you fantasize about being a sci-fi B movie and then you do a worse uh, job of that. It's like so bad right. that you don't even end up on MST three K. 
So exactly, you know, I think it's a way to get dates on Tinder and POF. You know what I mean? Just uh, I'm I'm an anti-vaxer, and then everybody knows they just want to be. They're just trying to impress chicks. I thought about it. Statistics say that 20 million Americans believe Joe Biden is illegitimate and that they should take up arms to put Donald Trump back in power. But out of that 20 million, I'm guessing 98.9% of those are just trying to impress women and don't intend on doing anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you see that. I think that's, and that's what you see with these rallies. I mean, we had one of those rallies here in Olympia and I did hear about that. Yeah. yeah, it, It attracted all of about 20 people. Yep. So, you know, look, I, it's, it's identity politics and it's, it's just right-wing identity politics. I mean, there was even a study released, it wasn't a very big study. So I don't, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know how I feel about it, but mm. about 60% of people that were polled as Republicans said that part of being a Republican is believing that Donald Trump lost a rigged election. And I'm like, that's a Republican platform now. Right. Yeah, of course. And then, but see, and then, here's the thing. Yeah. It's a platform. It's a platform to actually create subdiffuge so that you can destroy the elections as people are reporting on it. But people are behind the curve on how destroyed it will be for the process in 2022 and 2024. You know, I mean, you just have to look at like how well that played out in the California recall of Larry Elder. I mean, or of, of oh Gavin God, Newsom yeah. and Larry Elder's responses. It was like, you know, if I don't win, it's a rigged election. It's like, listen, you know, yeah. the only other place that we've seen this outside of the Republican party are authoritarian dictators like Lukashenko and Putin and uh, the Chinese communist party and North Korea and, you know, mm-hmm. any other uh, dictatorships around the world. It's, it's not that there's any actual fraud per se that is of any consequence. It's just that right. all you have to do is yell fraud and it plants the seed of doubt inside of your hardcore supporters. And if that's what the platform is going to be is, is that I lost. So it was rigged. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it right now, our, our experiment in democracy is over. <laughs> well, the truth is, is if you're saying it to that 20 million people, then you're you're getting 20 million people to believe it that would have voted for you. You're not getting Democrats to believe it. And in fact, you're just consolidating Democrats and independents and fiscal um, Republicans to be like, you're batshit crazy. (laughs) You know, I mean, mean, there, to me, there are plenty of reasons to believe that the elections are rigged. It just doesn't hinge around keeping one man in power. It, you know, reasons to think the elections are rigged. Number one, we've got like, you know, five parties in this country that, you know, seem to poll decently, but when it comes to voting time, only two of them ever actually get the votes. And that's not because it's anything to do with, you know, vote switching or anything like that. It's that the next part of the fraud is, is that only billionaires, millionaires and billionaires are able to run for election and so that's right you have this elitist class of people who are the only people who can afford to be elected because Mm -hmm. they're going to be the people that already have skin in the game for some of these other companies and they're going to be the ones that are getting these massive donations and that just doesn't exist within the libertarian or the green or the centrist parties or or any other smaller party Mm -hmm. you know right and And so you have this issue of we get the illusion of choice, which is Republican or Democrat, and it's tired. You know, they're self-serving. You know, the funniest thing that I've seen is I've seen, you know, the the liberals called socialists and I've seen the Republicans called yeehaw socialists. It's not that the Republicans are spending any less money or giving a shit anymore about the debt limit than, you know, the Democrats do. It's that they just want to spend on their own priorities, which usually involve, you know, anything from military and that realm. Whereas the, you know, the left seems to want to vote more on human centric uh, policies like healthcare and, education so it's like if you ain't doing anything different you know it would be one thing if the republicans were coming in and saying, yeah we're slashing all of our expenditures 10 percent across the board you know right. i could at least be like okay well they're trying to pretend conservancy but they're not even doing that like they they flat out suspended the debt limit and then they just proceeded to spend even more so it's like 
you can't even sit down and call yourself conservative unless you just literally change the definition of conservative to I read the Bible and have interpreted it in an ass backwards way. Right. It's a politics is a multi-level marketing scheme in which mm. to run for to run for Democrat or Republican, you need to have donations that flow up to the top. And that's how they stay in business is by recruiting new people into the multi-level marketing scheme to push dollars up you know? And so in the end, and the average person can't legitimately run. I like, the idea they, of, in, of, I like the idea of American politics being an MLM. It's right. You just suddenly get your fucking crazy friend from high school. It's like, Hey, it's been so long since we've talked to each other. How's it going? Oh, you know, what's doing great. Hey, so I got this thing out. I want to sell you. And I believe in this product, this, uh, this product, yeah. and it's called American conservatism. It's like, Oh, fuck you block. <laughs> God damn it. Another you should fucking... run for, you should run for office and put an R next to your name. Oh yeah. Christ. It's so bad. You know, and then, you know, and then when it gets down to like the meat and potatoes of it, I don't know if you've followed anything out of Maricopa County with that, uh, the election, uh, audit and all of that, you know, oh my gosh. Yeah. It, it's the definition of ludicrous. I mean, yeah. it's so bad, you know, like, you know, the, the previous guy, Adrian Fontes, he goes in and I mean, does a bang up job getting people to vote. Like, you know, his platform was that, you know, voting is not a Republican thing or a democratic thing. It's an American, That's right. you know, making sure that people who can vote have access to the polls is important. And I don't disagree with that whatsoever. And when his predecessor and when his now uh, successor, you know, won, Adrian gracefully took him through everything showed him everything and you know nine months later the dude is literally writing letters like saying okay guys seriously it's over like there has been nothing found this is absolutely insane there's nothing right. in the policies procedures there's no vote switching there's no this that or the other you guys are literally just fucking around and costing your voters because now uh, if you saw this voter database got leaked online this week yep yeah, the voting machine schematics got leaked online. And so and yeah. that's my point. There's they're screaming voter fraud, but that's not the intent. The intent is to destroy the infrastructure while they're doing it so that when 2022 runs around, Maricopa County has less voting machines. They're just eliminating the the stockpile. It's it's they're two steps ahead of that's not voter fraud. They just have mm -hmm. to claim voter fraud long enough until it leaks into next year's elections. And that's the, and that's their intent. And that's the funny thing about it is is that you know you got a bunch of people screaming, well how can we verify you? Yet they don't want to send ballots out to people who have a verified identity within a DMV database. That's the funny part right. of all of this. You know, it's you know, it's not that these systems aren't interconnected in some way, shape, or form. They're very interconnected. But right. the, you know, they sit there and they scream fraud without understanding any of the systems that are in place, simply because one guy said, "If I don't win, it's fraud." And so, I had a very right. long conversation with my with my dad about this last night, and told him the exact same thing I told you. I said, look, I, Trump lost the election. There's been no outside influence whatsoever. We can talk right. about the fraud that is American democracy. Yes. That, you know, this idea that we only get two choices, but the mm -hmm. idea that, you know, there was any sort of vote switching, I mean, like Maricopa County, it's not, you know, the idea that, you know, Fontes went through and made sure that Trump was going to lose, but then lost his own election is fucking idiotic. Yeah. Um, Donald Trump thinks it's easier to win last the last election than the next election. And that's the truth. He sees no future for himself. So he's trying to backpedal. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, up and down the ballot, Republicans won. Right. And they're, they're, de they're delegitimizing their own wins by saying there was fraud. So I don't. Right. And they're <clears throat> doing it in Pennsylvania. They're doing it in Wisconsin. The goal is just. I mean, how long do you think it takes to get new voting machines, right? Or to get a budget to replace the money that was wasted in all these audits? And then where is that money going to be taken from? And when you start to see the future of where it's headed, like if you watch the timeline, you realize that when they're done, the voting infrastructure is going to be broken beyond repair. Mm -hmm. And then 
boom, there's an election a month later. And that's, that's the issue. We, mm-hmm. I don't care if they scream fraud, leave them away from the infrastructure, you know, right. like we gave Russians the plans to our voting machines. This is ridiculous. They put it online. Hackers actually said, this is a test. We can test with this and learn its vulnerabilities. That's the goal. The goal is the goal is not voter fraud. It's not voter fraud. It's it's that. Well, and it's the version of our infrastructure. They believed so thoroughly that China had gone in and switched votes that they actually released the machine so that way any nation state actor or non-nation state actor because we got plenty of, you know, Russian mm-hmm. uh, criminals that would be more than happy to influence an election for pay one way or the other. They don't give a shit. But I don't think they believe China did it. I think they're yelling that China did it. I think they believe that China will if they can leak this stuff and make it so muddy. I don't think they believe there was an election fraud, but I think they believe in the cause of destroying the voting process. Absolutely, they do. And and to caveat this, I don't think China would do shit unless unless, unless somehow we started having like a major communist party movement in the united states and exactly for all of you that listen out there and you listen to republicans scream about you know american socialism being communism Mm -hmm. um you know like if i were to try and compare the two it's not even fucking close like you can't you can't it's a beta and a vhs it's it's, no it's it's literally a blu-ray it's it's literally a blu-ray and a betamax is what it is right not even fucking close okay sure it plays video Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i mean yeah, I mean that's just, and I don't even think Donald Trump says it. I think he repeats everything. Oh, he I don't told, think he's, he's coming up with these ideas. Oh, he, yeah, exactly. I think somebody told him voter fraud, and he was like, "Oh, I like this," and he just keeps parroting it until somebody says voter fraud here, and then he's like, "He told he called Georgia's Secretary of State to say, hey, there's forty six thousand votes that um they were out of the chain of custody.' By the way." This was debunked years ago, <laughs> but um, delegitimize Biden. He's still working on fact, this today. The fact that he's just like, I just need one more vote. And you know, it's like, right. Find me 11... one. I just need one more vote. And it's like, really? Yeah. Like, right. And, and yet every, you know, you know, damn good and well that had the Democrats done that under Hillary and been like, we just need one more vote. <laughs> that this would right. have been you know it would have been treason it would have been everything under the sun they would have thrown every possible book at it but when it's their guy it's fucking cool right it's it's a loyalty test Absolutely. he's just saying how how can i get you to start being loyal to me just turn one vote for me just one and that you know it's not where and he's doing that while he's under invest investigation under rico charges in georgia you know and he's ca- he's calling the secretary of state to say hey let's crime some more <laughs> and, and the secretary of state didn't even like him then <clears throat> right <laughs> so so i just think it's re- it's a, it's ridiculous you know what i mean oh it's absolutely insane and 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 if identity politics for the right is going to be believing that Donald Trump lost the election and that's going to be your platform, yet, mm-hmm. I mean, guess what? That's less than what the Democrats fucking run on on any given day, which is, hey, we're not the Republicans. Right. But they are. I mean, they're not. They're not. And they are. They are. I mean, yeah. Them Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, there's a lot of hand wringing on both sides, and I think both give each other cover to do what they're doing. Oh, you know what I mean? The fear tactics, the fear tactics to get people to fall in line are spectacular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was watching something a uh, uh, MSNBC documentary. No, it wasn't an MSNBC documentary. It was a Vice documentary about media. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, the dot the dot com bang boom and all that stuff and how R- Rupert Murdoch was invested in MSNBC and Fox News and you know it's like they're just trying to push you to one side because that's where the money squeezes out of but that's why it's important that we're talking about human stuff you know mm-hmm. like I don't know it's costing you money to be a Trump fan so you can put anti-vaxxer on your stuff when 
you don't have to do that. You know at at I mean? a minimum, so, it's costing you money. At most, it's going to cost you, you know, a, a one last life. trip out of the fucking emergency room, yeah. but you're going to be covered up and on your way to a fucking cold truck. Right. And why are Republicans suddenly screaming for monoclonal antibodies instead of the vaccine? It's like their little technicality. Like we want to save people, but we don't want to be for the vaccine. You know, which is hilarious given that their president is the one that fucking cut all the red tape in order to make the vaccine happen. That I I told somebody that at the grocery store, the guy was like, are you vaccinated? And I was like, if it was good enough for Donald Trump, it was good enough for me. And I hightailed it out of there. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. You know, this is insane. It's like, yeah. So I don't know what to tell people. It's like, look, y'all sat there and talked about how the red tape was killing people. So you cut the red tape and now you're all about killing people because cut the red what right what but, what the fuck it's the same thing it was three months ago when we said it then you're suppressing your vote you're killing your vote and you're you're ignoring your vote all at the same time and it's your vote what republicans are doing i i just noticed this what they're doing is affecting their voters democrats they don't care they're not listening to Fox News. Yeah. A lot of independents and Democrats don't listen to either one, and they don't really know what's going on. You know what I mean? But the hardcore Democrats aren't going, oh, okay, maybe we shouldn't vote. They're going, we got to vote more. And I don't see this as a viable strategy for Republicans. You know what I mean? Just to just to be racist and deny some black people votes, you're willing to tank your own vote? It doesn't make sense. Which is interesting, you know, given that they sat down and ran on this idea that their their party encompasses every race, yet they've Mm -hmm. played to the fear tactics of being afraid of those races. Right. It's so weird to me. And it's just like the idea, like, like, you know, the the funny thing is, is that, you know, even with the immigration issues, they they think that the people that are going to be coming across the border are somehow Democrats right and willing and ready to vote you know what i mean i've been in i've been in i've been alive 50 years and i'm still not quite ready to vote you know what i mean <laughs> but the idea that, and that's the crazy part is the idea that you know people that are you know have grown up in very catholic mexican culture would be any sort of mm-hmm. liberal is really interesting to me right that's true what's weird to me is that uh <clears throat> I, I lost i lost it it's all just so weird to me you know it, voter apathy was there when this wasn't a big deal mm-hmm. when we weren't talking about all this stuff but suddenly there is no more voter apathy it, you're you're either legitimately not voting or you're legitimately voting nobody's going to be turned they're they're all where they're going to be but if you just when we didn't pay attention to politics, there was so much voter apathy. Republicans won just off of that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's exactly what happened in 2016. Voter apathy. Right. <clears throat> you know, it was like they saw that, you know, the Democratic Party didn't give a shit and that Hillary was going to be their candidate and not Bernie. And so mm-hmm. they're like, well, cool. You sat there and told me that my vote mattered. And then you showed me that my vote didn't matter. So what the fuck's right. the point in voting? That's right. And that's where I am. That's where I've been is my vote doesn't matter. I'm priced out of all the processing, you know? So, and I think it's so weird on a side note that, um, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders are endorsing, um, politicians in Canada, you know, trying to sway the vote a little in Canada. I was like, Oh my gosh. You know, like even it's like Donald Trump saying one vote. You know, it's kind of like going, we're going to test the waters on interfering with you. Yeah, right. <laughs> or my idea would be that, you know, if, if, if I were Canadian and I saw that American politicians were trying to say right. that, Hey, I should vote for this candidate. I'd be like, no, nah, I see how shit's going down there. Uh-uh. I'm voting right. for the other guy. Exactly. And I, Hillary Clinton was a policy wonk, you know, she wouldn't have like destroyed the world. Right. Whatever. Whatever she was talking about, no borders when it came to economic policy. She wasn't talking about our southern border. So it's just, hey Jeffrey, yeah. I'm interested in your thought in this. What's sodium ion batteries, and why is China making them? Sodium ion batteries. Oh, okay. So you know what sodium is, correct? I do. All right. 
for those who might not necessarily be on the up and up, sodium is a is an earth metal, very commonly found in salt, which your common table salt is NaCl. Sodium is probably one of the most prolific elements out there. You want to know where you can find the most of it? The ocean. The ocean. Salt water. Which brings us to desalination, which separates the two. But anyway. Anyways. So now to move into chemistry, because this is always fun. Woohoo. Sodium ion. A sodium ion. So basically, you have what's known as the stable version of an element. And that's right. where it's not, you know, each element likes to bond with things. Uh, with other elements and they bond in different ways like sodium which is a plus one it has an additional electron that floats around the outside right. likes to bond with uh chlorine nacl that's your formula for table salt, sodium chloride and mm. but neither are in a, like a perfectly stable system so Na sodium has a, an electron floating around the outside, one extra electron outside of its shell, uh, its stable shell. Chlorine is down an electron, meaning that it's almost to its next level, but it's not quite stable. So okay. when elements bond, what happens is you get what's called electron sharing. So that extra electron that's in sodium will help stabilize chlorine. And it when fits it bonds. the slot to the, uh, yeah. So it's basically you take your plus one, you take your minus one, it now evens out, and cool. now you have a solid bond. That's so <clears> cool. So that's chemistry 101. Now, every element has what they call ions. That means that they, not everything in nature is just, you know, sodium always has a plus one electron. Sometimes they have more electrons, sometimes they have more protons. Wow. Now, the question is, is what do you do with those particular elements? A lot of the times they become, because they'll have less electrons or more electrons, depending on where they sit in the periodic table, they are more unstable. So, for example, if I were to think about this logically speaking, sodium ion, so sodium already has a plus one, right? Right. It wants to get stable. So if it gave up that electron, it would be in an even more stable format. But if you want to create power, you need more electrons to flow. So you would need sodium to be a plus two, for example, wow. have two extra electrons. Now, there's a lot of ways that you can do this, and I'm not going to go into that because that's not really important in this in this scenario. Learn your chemistry, kids. It's fun. It's interesting. And there's a lot of jobs out there that involve being chemists and research. Yeah. <clears throat> but so with sodium, if you have a plus two sodium ion, what that does is that gets you an, ele an extra electron because sodium exists in a plus one state stable. Mm -hmm. It's stable that way. But that extra electron would then flow somewhere else. And what do we know about powering electricity? You need electrons to flow. Right. So sodium ion batteries are essentially what it sounds like. You have sodium that exists in a plus state of electrons. And, and that uh, those electrons have more ability to flow and release power. Right. In a battery, you keep the positives and negatives separate with a metal plate in between. And then when the electricity goes through, it causes the um, atoms to hit that plate. And that's what ignites. And slowly those, those materials mm -hmm. decay. And that's why it needs to be replaced every so often. Yep. So, <clears throat> so this is just a more stable battery than the batteries we use. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't necessarily say that it's more stable. I would say that it's. Uh, I mean, there's just not a lot of research out there yet on on sodium batteries. Right. Sodium okay. batteries. Yeah, they just started doing it. They they've gone past. <clears throat> I would. They say, say it's the cheapest, most effective way. I would. And I'm like, oh, so let's believe China. You know what I mean? And and I could make the argument that sodium ion batteries would be the cheapest because there is a prevalent of salt that's readily available. So okay. if you needed salt. Guess what? You could desalinate ocean water, like we've talked about. You get yeah. quality drinking water or agricultural water. 
Mm -hmm. And you take that salt and then you can break it down into two useful products, sodium and chlorine. Chlorine has many uses in terms of, you know, being able to be a cleaning product. You use it in your pools, sure. but you can just go and add it to something else and make a whole new product. You know, And then, and then you have your sodium that you would then be able to turn into sodium batteries. I mean, and these batteries, if they explode, it's just salt water. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like this. Yep. So. I mean, and the thing about, you know, the thing about any, any type of sodium buildup is, is that if, if, if you end up having it concentrated in a specific area, like, you know, we've probably all seen it. I mean, you were out in the Midwest, you've seen those, mm -hmm. you've seen areas in, uh, in fields where it would, you'd see that alkaline buildup where it's all white and crusty because there's right. too many salts. That's, that's essentially what happened is, is that, you know, you could kill plant life but it's literally just sodium. So it's not, didn't Mark, didn't Mark Anthony salt the earth. <laughs> you know what I, mean? Like, I mean, that's where it like, comes from. That's how, <laughs> that's how England, that's how Britain lost India was over the salt wars. So mm -hmm. salt's an amazing thing. Now, let me ask you this question because I'm invested in plug technology, which plans on producing 500 tons of clean hydrogen by the year 2025. Mm -hmm. So, are we going clean hydrogen or are we going, I got to know sodium ion, you know what I mean? Because what's more abundant than salt, right? Mm -hmm. So, well, like anything, what I, what I tell people is diversity is the key, you know, okay. hydrogen has a lot of, uh, a lot of great properties. The problem is, is that it's not very stable. Sodium is very gotcha. stable, but I don't know any, I don't know a whole lot about its ability to be a power generating source. So, I mean, right. the idea is, is that, you know, you have something like a hydrogen fuel cell that can generate power and you have mm -hmm. something like a sodium ion battery, which can store power. The biggest issue that we have Ooh. is the ability to store power. You know, that's in order to power cities, homes, anything mm -hmm. like that. The sun theoretically should be able to power the entire earth without any issues. We just need, we just need number one, better storage technology in order to store that. Right. power. And number two, we need, um, better solar generating power. I mean, currently right now, I believe solar sits at about 30 to 35% efficient, uh, efficiency mm. in terms of generation. Um, I, I mean, I know that there was a couple of, uh, there have been a couple of somewhat breakthroughs because it was sitting at about 25 to 27%, but that's moving up. <clears throat> I hope so. I hope they're all moving up. And, and so it's just one of those things like it takes time for that, that technology to get better and better by far. Um, Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success by far still the most efficient generating process for power is nuclear. Right. And it's, it's but not in a car. Oh, oh Jesus. No. But if you had a sodium battery that you could power using nuclear <gasps> energy. Gotcha. And, yeah. Because and, we do take giant batteries and fill them and then send them off to countries that can't produce their own. Yep. 
And so here's yeah. and, and so news out of China as well was is that they're getting ready to put their first thorium breeder reactor online. Something that we've talked That's about awesome. frequently. Good. Then we can see the how great it is and start doing that if we're not already doing it. You know what I mean? Like everything else, it's you know, it's really about energy diversification. The more sources yeah. of energy that you have on demand, generation, you know, during peak hours and storage mm -hmm. technology, like it will be very easy to live on clean power. It will be. And it just requires more technology, more investment in technology, more research and development. And I would also argue that you're going to have to embrace some technologies in the interim that you don't necessarily like, like nuclear. Well, somebody, somebody will embrace it that likes it. Other people will just have to deal with it. You know what I mean? And that's just it is, is that <clears throat> like, like these thorium breeder reactors, I mean, I'm impressed with them the, and, and just reading on how they were developed mm -hmm. is absolutely incredible. I think that they're a fantastic addition to clean power generating sources, but there's a, I mean, everybody, when they think about nuclear, they think about Fukushima Daiichi, they think about Chernobyl, they think about three mile Island. Sure. And it's, it's, you know, and I would argue but those people are dying off at a rapid pace. <laughs> I mean, they're just, they're just older now, but the, the one thing I have an issue with before we move on to the segue between the two is, um, hydrogen is dependent on subsidies and investors. Whereas this, um, this China version is reliant on a China that can invest all it wants into it. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Um, sodium ion is going to be in the market that produces most of our stuff. And if so, if China's building everything for us and this is the way they want to go, whether it's the best or just their version of the best, I'm wondering if it's going to be pre prevalent because of that. Like hydrogen might be better, but sodium ion is going to be better marketed and funded. Well, and uh, I mean, it's also going to boil down to what's the most stable it's you know like a cost benefit okay. analysis so. for anything sodium seems to be fairly stable in this regard but hydrogen has its issues with stability because in order to keep it you know if if you screw up a hydrogen fuel cell i mean it's yikes okay. it'll 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 go boom whereas if a sodium battery blows up it'll go boom but it's you know salt water is yes, yeah. you know and we just have to see i would just have to see more about it because it's entirely possible that it could also be a salt acid kind of like we use lead acid batteries as our mm, generating source. right i i just i would need to see more about what what the technology looks like i could Fair see enough. it being a salt acid but i could also see it just being um uh you know ionized salt too so okay uh, well you know do you know why we need all four of these to be to be powering our planet right now? Firefighters are fighting to protect the giant sequoias, mm -hmm. you know, and there's fires all over the country. Over 3 million acres have been burned this year alone because of fires, because of climate. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it was really interesting watching how um, they were wrapping those trees in foil and all I could think of was. You know, I've wrapped my vegetables in foil and thrown them on the grill too. And they come out right, <laughs> right. It's like, oh no, that's really scary. These things, these things live forever, right? And they grow two hundred feet. They grow to up to two hundred feet high, and they're being they're at risk. They've never been at risk before, dude. Right, um, and now suddenly they're at risk. Does that tell you something about climate change? I mean, or is the, are they doing this every year? I don't. No. I don't remember this story coming up often. Well, I mean, last year I think it was ten percent of the sequoias that were in California oh, got wiped out from fires. I hate that. So, um, I hate that. In terms of, I mean, unfortunately, this is one of those things where it's. You know, it's a combination of things, really. Number one, you've got the combination of the fact that these forests have had so much buildup in fuels uh -huh. over the years. And you can attribute that to a lot of different things, like the natural fire, fire cycle being prevented because people are building in these forests and they want to keep their property right. protected. You could also, you know, blame the fact that, you know, 
these places aren't getting their fuels thinned out through strategic logging and whatever have you. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's plenty of blame to go around for the mismanagement. But then you also have the factor of climate change mixed in. I, you know, we finally got rain here for the first time in 90 days. Congratulations. Man, it has been lovely to sit down and listen to that. But holy shit, it has been dry. I've been getting torrential rains because I have nothing but tornadoes and typhoons going towards Louisiana and leaving me in the remnants, you know? Well, at least you're getting nice and nice and slickery over there. I know it's just it's crazy, but so it's so it's a part it part of its management, and we should have elected uh, Larry Elder to fix this instead of Gavin Newsom, who hasn't been able to. I think my favorite yeah. meme has been uh, <laughs> I tried to upload I tried to upload the results of the California recall election to Pornhub, but they don't allow elder abuse. Ah. <laughs> and I was like, I oh that's shit, hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. And he screamed voter fraud up until the point when he couldn't, you know, I mean, he had it on his website 24 hours before the election. Yeah, we've, we've detected fraud in the voting system and there wasn't even any sort of count running at that point. It's like, what? Like you, I mean, I know that Russia likes to call the, the results of the election two hours before the election begins, but damn, Oh man, Jeffrey, you reminded me of a story that's not even in my note because uh, I was just so upset about it. So Navalny, right? Uh, Putin's enemy, right? Mm-hmm. His opponent created an app so that Russian people knew who to vote for because Vladimir Putin runs against 100 people to split the vote so much that nobody gets a majority of the vote. So Navalny, he creates this app and tells Russians, Hey, these are the people to vote for. Everybody just vote for these people, you know, one person per 275 districts. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, and then Apple and Google, the day the elections start, take the thing offline. Yep. I was never so mad before in my life. Like why would they interfere one way or another? Well, um, welcome to trying to do business as a company in a foreign country. You, they get to decide the terms of what doing business is. And if you want to do business in Russia, you can't uh, disseminate information that would encourage you to vote against Putin. That's the answer. Well, there's elections going on right now, and we should pay attention to that. But we shouldn't interfere. <laughs> or should we? You know, I mean, when does it stop? An eye for an eye, you know, or uh, do unto others. Well, like we've talked about before is, is that anytime that you have a president that's, or, or any sort of leader that's going to have uh, a long-term uh, ruling over a country, you're going to just breed increased instability the moment yeah. that that person is no longer able to rule the country. Like if something suddenly happens to Putin, the Russia's going to be in chaos. There will As be, they should they be. will, there will be fights over who will succeed Putin. And it's kind of the same ugly. thing. It's the same thing as here. If you let a problem go long enough, it's going to be a major thing to try and fix it. Then leaving Vladimir Putin in power unaccountable for anything is the issue. You know, yeah. once somebody becomes unaccountable to its own people, then, then they're corrupt. It's just the way it is. They can't, they're corruptible. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's just their own morals and values, not the people's. So yeah. he, he he hasn't been accountable and you need a, an accountable government. But that's not communism then, is it? No. <laughs> not even close. All right. How about this? This is cool. I saw this and thought of Jeffrey for some reason. Employees are being, employers are being forced to make um, salaries public in states. The federal government is considering it, but states are like, screw you. We're not waiting. We want to make this public. That revolutionizes negotiating and jobs and hiring. And that is such a cool benefit. Why would the states just do that for us? Well, at least here in Washington, it's already uh, illegal to prohibit talking about salary. So cool. Like if your right, boss, exactly. if your boss, and other states you are doing it. If your boss says you can't. Uh, you can't talk to your other employees about salary. Like mm-hmm. that's illegal. You can straight up find yourself in a world of hurt by doing that. That's um, so cool. 
to me, it makes a lot of sense in being able to figure out, you know, where people are sitting at in terms of pay scale. It's like you've right. heard all of these, you've heard all of these discussions about how, you know, one group of people makes less than another group of people who makes less than another group of people. But there hasn't uh -huh. been any clarity on how do you actually get around that? How do you actually find out what it looks like in order for everybody to be on a fair scale? When you right. look at when you look at states, uh, when you look at like state agencies, for example, or the federal government, for example, like you have very clear marks to hit, like in order to get like your next step, and your steps are evenly broken out, you know in terms of who's, you know, you could probably do an analysis of whether or not people are getting promoted into the next step, but right. it's not so willy nilly that, <clears throat> you know, one person might get um, $15 an hour while the next person might get 1550 while the next person might get 18 for all three of them doing the same job. Right. You know, so it, it gives you the clarity in, how people are actually paying their employees and it gives employees the power to sit down and say hey look i've been here for you know five years and i'm getting paid 15 bucks an hour but this person just yes. started and they're getting 18 what the fuck right I, I it creates an honesty in negotiations because you have to say why is this person getting paid more than me mm -hmm. and the employer mm -hmm. has to say it's because you're a woman or it's because you're disabled or it's because you have an attitude that we don't like or you smell funny you know it has to have more honesty Although I don't know how you can do that without then suddenly being sued for some sort of discrimination. Well, so, and that's, and but, that's exactly what it's meant to do is it's meant to, you know, make you confront whatever discriminatory policies you have in terms of pay. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. <laughs> Plus we get to know what fat cats are earning, right? Oh, now yeah. we get to know what like all the management is earning. Cause quite honestly, if you watch your managers, they generally don't do anything. I think they're promoted because of their ignorance and incompetence sometimes. Oh, just, and so some of the places when you that I've see, worked, it's literally because they've just been there the longest. It's like, right. You've been there and the they longest. Make the fewest waves. <clears throat> it's like, you know, it's like, you've been here the longest to know what this shit show looks like. Fuck it. You're the manager. Right. I don't even mind that so much is it when they just hire the guy that isn't going to make the waves, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, but I, I love the idea of more employee rights. That is so cool to me. Oh, it's fan. It's a fantastic <laughs> idea. Being able to, being able to compare ourselves. It's like, you know, great. So let's say that there are several different employees and one person's making $18 an hour, but let's say that they've been there for 10 years while somebody mm -hmm. who's, you know, only on their first year is making $15 an hour. It's like, yeah, are right. there going to be, are there going to be some issues because you're doing the same job? Yeah. But then there's also the factor of I've been there longer. Honestly, right. it's going to force employers to confront what paying for the job looks like, not just paying for mm -hmm. the person. And, right. and this is where it gets really weird and really interesting is, is that should a person who's been working the same job, for 10 years be making more than the person who's you know only been there a year well the guy that's unpromotable i don't know yeah it's hard to say i think the metrics should be on something more i don't know production based more job efficiency based but that's me you know what i mean well and that's and there again now the question is is now your questions are getting more and more subjective you know mm -hmm. is, of course does this person is this person actually competent at their job if they've been there for 10 years and they're making 18 bucks an hour right and they haven't moved up right that was my position by the way is well i was i didn't have a college education and i smoked marijuana which limited my capacity to enter management so i stuck at the ground level learning everything and just <clears throat> building up my pay so yeah you know I, was I worth it? Yes, because I could do anything at any time. But were other people that did the same thing worth it? I don't know. That's the thing. But don't don't promote me to management. I'm obviously unqualified. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, hey, I have a great one for you. Let's hear it. Who's got the biggest balls of them all, Jeffrey? Do you think it's Nicki Minaj's cousin's brother's boyfriend's fiance? <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the story kept coming up every day. And I was like, all right, fine. Let's talk about it. Let's because we're the guys that said, Hey, you know, your penis is going to get huge. If you I mean, we did do that. So I guess I think, to yeah. me, you know, when, when that whole, like 
you know, he got the vaccine and his testicles got, you know, super swollen. All I could think of was like that fucking uh, show, that fucking South Park episode where Randy and all of his friends give themselves cancer. So that way they could smoke weed and then are hopping around on their ball sacks. (laughs) It's literally, that's the only thing that came to mind. And I'm like, oh boy. And then, you know, that's the funny part is when you have, when you have that happen and then you have the U S government go, yeah, no, we have not seen a single case of that happen. And then you have right. the Trinidadian government go, yeah, no, we haven't seen a single case of that. happening." Right. And it's like, and meanwhile, Ooh, somebody got, somebody got looked to be a liar. But, and, but meanwhile, everyone's talking about some guy's balls. <laughs> like, guys got Tucker the most- Carlson is trying to track down this guy's nutsack. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this dude's got the most popular set of balls on the internet right now, and it's not even porn right. related. It's, how right. the fuck does that happen? And why are you only shaving the left goose egg? That's the question I have. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes you like to know what clear cutting the forest looks like, I guess. Right. It's just, I don't know. I just wanted to get a COVID <laughs> story in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's such a fucking <laughs> random one. <laughs> Yeah, it has to be. It has to be random now because we all have our, we all have our belief. If you're not going to get vaccinated, oh well, I guess you're going to die, and I'll mourn you at the end with everybody else. I, you know, it, I would argue that if if you do get severe COVID, I hope, I, uh, you'll be. I guess some people will be lucky if they die because some of that severe mm-hmm. COVID. I mean people ending up on oxygen or having their organs fail. Like I think last right. week we saw a story about how somebody was needing an organ transplant, but because they had COVID, they can't get the transplant because they're literally too uh. sick to take the anti-rejection meds. Wow. And COVID stays in your system long hauler style sometimes. So who knows when they'll be able to get it. <clears throat> yeah. And so it's, it's literally a Oof. battle of, you know, can this person get well enough to be able to take anti-rejection meds? And if they do, right. are they even going to be suitable enough to take, uh, to get uh, an organ transplant? And, you know, unfortunately you, you want to talk about science. It's just something we don't know at this time. We don't know yeah, what that sucks we don't be. know what getting healthy enough to get an organ transplant in the time of COVID looks like right now. It just hasn't wow. been enough time and enough, uh, and enough patience that we've had to do this with. So we're not, we're, we're not used to not knowing though. No, it's, this is, this is, these are new realms and yeah. so we don't know if, you know, if three months after somebody's had it, six months, nine months, a year, two years, five mm-hmm. years, you know, <clears throat> Oof, that's a tough and, one. And what if they get and what if they get sick, you know, again with COVID, does that mean that, you know, the clock's going to have to restart? You know, mm-hmm. are there going to be complications in taking the, uh, the anti-rejection meds? And while have you know while having had or having active right. having COVID, having had had having had, had <laughs> having having had had. Oh man! All right, let's get to. We have two more stories. We're about ten minutes away. If you want to give uh, Devi notice, hey, Hurricane Michael hits Texas, and it makes me wonder: Is God just angry with them? <laughs> I mean. <sighs> You know, Texas is doing some wacky bullshit, and I don't understand what they're, yeah, I know how they're coming up with the shit that they're doing. But I don't know. Did you see? Uh, did you see that some uh, group of parents, you know, in order to fight the masking mandates, have decided to sue the state based on right to life? I did not. Yeah. So a group of parents who are pro uh, mask mandates are now mm-hmm. suing the state saying that they're violating right to life clauses. Wow. I'm like, I actually had that in my note. Like you're pro-life, but yet 78 babies have died in Mississippi in and out of utero because of COVID. So it's an, you nailed that on the head. It's an interesting, it is a right to life. It is a right to life. Absolutely. And it's, it's not even just about fetuses or babies, it's the right. children and teenagers and young adults, old adults. But I still want people to realize that Greg Abbott is splitting the difference. Look, so six week 
a ban on abortion still leaves six weeks worth of abortions. So you're not making the evangelists happy by still allowing abortions. And you're, you're eliminating 70% of your vote by saying, I'm going to eliminate 85% of abortions. So I don't see where he's on a even ground with any base he has, right? He can't go to the evangelists and say, I banned it totally. And he can't go to his, you know, the popular vote and say that he allows it. So I don't know. It's weird. Well, unfortunately, Texas will probably eat that shit up and they'll love it. And <clears throat> I know that some state, uh, some companies have started um, moving employees out of the state that feel like Good. they can't. Uh, Salesforce, for example, they're a huge company. Mm. They have started uh, uh, moving people out of the state that feel like they no longer are safe in the state of Texas. Right. But, um, mm. God damn it, Debbie. So, but, 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 so, but <laughs> Debbie, Debbie just got me really good. Um, <clears throat> but, I love uh, it. thank you, Debbie. But, uh, so Salesforce is, is voluntarily moving people at their own expense out of the state of Texas in order to mm. get them, you know, to where they feel safe. My argument to that would be is that if you feel that you have to fund um, moving people out of the state uh -huh. in order to make them feel your employees, to me, that seems like a problem in doing business in the state. And that, yeah. that what you're saying is, yeah, sure, we'll move you, but we don't really care about the issue as much as we claim to. Right. So, and I know that moving moving a company out of the state is not an easy uh, thing to do, but it's well, Polaris did it all the way to Mexico. Um, uh, the the air conditioner company, I can't remember them. They moved. They moved. Harley moved to Taiwan. Like you know, so companies do it all the time mm -hmm. when it's profitable for them. Mm -hmm. And that's just it. Mm -hmm. So, it's. Well, I have a great final point Ooh, on it. Let's let's hear it. <laughs> So do you think Nancy Pelosi should um, propose a bill uh, making masturbation illegal since it is the one form of abortion that women aren't responsible for? Ooh, a federal ban on masturbation. Uh, and, and like, a, you know, vigilante reward system of $10,000 if you get caught masturbating. I don't know. I feel like right there we could... Uh... <laughs> I feel like we can avoid this uh, this potential ban if we beat it together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put it on Twitter that like Greg Abbott should be shouted at questions. How are your prostate? How's your prostate? And when was the last time you masturbated? Do you plan on masturbating soon? And when? <laughs> have you had nightly emissions uh, that have taken right. place? If so, you should be prosecuted for that. Yeah, it's it's really funny how how uh, they view the idea of these kind of mandates on men's bodies as ludicrous, but somehow uh -huh. it's absolutely cool and acceptable when it comes. To, yeah, no, nah, fuck you. <laughs> That's bullshit. Yeah, right. No, no, no. You can have your abortion. Sorry, sorry. Don't touch masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> no touch masturbation. <laughs> I oh, just man. so yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's the weirdness. It's the wildness. I did send the link to Devi. So in the meantime, I'm going to tell everybody something pretty cool, but not really a news story. Snapchat is ready to unveil um, the newest deception multiplayer uh, game from Zynga. And I think that's cool because, well, I own Snapchat and it's like a vampire. It's like among among us, <clears throat> but it's a vampire version. So get ready to sink your teeth into that and go get your Snapchat today. It's not just for hookers anymore. <laughs> no, that's uh, no. Although it is still, it I is mean, still for escorts. I mean, Hey, sex work is still work. So I was, ex what I was excited about was when only fans decided to ban any sexual content. Cause I was like, Oh, come over to Snapchat people. And then they <laughs> went and then they went and completely reversed that ban. As they should have. Well, as they should. You know, have. that's just really shitty. You build your fucking platform off of the back of sex workers, and then you're like, uh -huh. "Bye." Right. We're gonna <clears throat> become the next uh, TikTok. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. No. No. I got you. It's it's so. absolutely that it was absolutely ass. 
Totally. So I was like I said, I was watching that documentary about the dot com boom. Do you remember Netscape? Mm-hmm. I do. Like, do you remember the war between Netscape and Microsoft? Like, because I just came in on the tail tail end of that. Mm-hmm. You know. Nope, I remember it. Uh, I remember it very well. In fact, I was very much Team Netscape. Yeah. Yep, that's what we used for our browser for a long time. Mm. And then it was worth it too. And then it was gone. Yeah, it was just gone. It was just gone. Microsoft came out with their version, um, Windows Explorer, I guess. I'm Internet not a Microsoft Explorer. guy. Internet Explorer and gave it away with every update and yep. crushed Net- Netscape. Yep. 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 After watching at your, after watching the promo, Bill Gates was at like some convention just staring at the promo the whole time, the Netscape promo, and then came up with it. Yeah. What a creepy little guy. What a creepy <clears throat> little guy. <laughs> so much so that uh so much so that his uh his wife ended up divorcing him. Yeah. Yeah. Melinda, right? Yep. Hey Melinda, how are you doing? Oh boy. You need some company? You lonely? I told I you know, I told my friend I've I've had love. I've had sex. Now I'm gonna marry for money and security. Mm, I mean I'm old. Well, hopefully that works out for you. <laughs> uh, honestly, I've I've explored the asexuality realm for a while now. I kind of like it. it. Gives me time to think about other things. Yeah, I could definitely see that, especially if it's not like a big priority in your life. Absolutely, by all means. Right. Hey, whatever, whatever finds you, whatever, whatever finds you the most happiness. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. We all get to be what we want to be when we want to be it, and that's the great thing about being in America. You know who doesn't get to be who they want to be? Haitians. Mm. Why are we kicking them out right after they had the majorest earthquake in history there? Uh, you know? Because uh, bad policy, like usual. Yeah. And God damn it, Mexico. Why aren't you building an infrastructure there? <laughs> you know well, I, mean? I mean, people keep coming and you got to, you got to put them somewhere. You got to put them somewhere. Why not build infrastructure? And why aren't we helping to build that infrastructure? God, we ain't even, we even building our own infrastructure. Got to build something. <laughs> uh, best what I did, can give you did, is a drone strike on uh, 10 people who are having a birthday party. Well, we don't like water bottles, buddy. We don't like water bottles. <laughs> if there's ever if there was ever like a tell me you're american without telling me you're american moment it's a oh yeah God. we drone we did a drone strike on 10 people that were seven kids and three adults that were having a birthday party that's pretty yeah. f- and i take personal responsibility for that but however you know we thought it might have been <laughs> that general with that hairstyle and that dead face saying, yeah, we just killed 10 innocent people and I take responsibility moving on. No, you don't, you know, you, you don't, <laughs> you just killed 10 people. It's absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane. Well, thank you for listening to public access America. Um, we've been Jason and Jeffrey find us on Spotify and YouTube Sundays, noon Eastern 9 a.m. Pacific. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and a yielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. Ask not. Yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. I, poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.